It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. It is episode number 279 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. It's good to have you with us. Hope you guys had a great weekend, wherever you might be. Back again for another edition. Right here, I'm your host, Chris Russell. As always, we make sure you check out at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter for all sorts of stories, coverage, video analysis, video clips from training camp, all sorts of links to the podcast, everything that you could ever want if you're a Redskins fan, at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. Twitter. <clears throat> and while we're at it, make sure you check on at locked on NFL net at locked on NFL net uh, for full NFL news and information and coverage from all of our local podcast hosts and experts. All right. So away we go right here on a Situation where the Redskins are in the second week of training camp, second full week of training camp, but it's not really a full week because they won't practice on Wednesday, they won't practice on Friday, and of course they have a preseason game on Thursday. So things are starting to ratchet up a little bit. Things are starting to get a little bit more intense, I guess, and a little bit more game preparation standpoint. Jay Gruden said on Saturday that, you know, they would devise a little bit of a game plan, a couple of little things that they wanted to do, try out, see, whatever, without giving away, of course, too much because you don't want to give away anything towards Philadelphia in week one. Um, but also, again, it's the first preseason game. And you still have an opportunity against Cincinnati to get it a little bit more ratcheted up and against Atlanta to get it as close to where you want it as possible in a lot of practice time. Uh, But so certainly, again, it is more than just going through the practice motions, if you will. We're getting closer and closer each and every day to an actual game. We're going to talk about the most exciting player or the player you're most excited to see and the player you're most, uh, well, the player you're most excited to see on offense and defense uh, coming up in this episode We're going to also kind of touch on the quarterback rotation, uh, but there is a couple of things that we had to get to uh, right away from Sunday morning's press conference in Richmond for the Washington Redskins, and they are concerning, at least for me. Caleb Brantley, defensive lineman of the Washington Redskins in his second year, his third year in the league, and this is a guy who we've touched on and we've talked about and we've told you constantly how optimistic I was for him uh, in terms of his depth role and his ability to contribute. Uh, Caleb Brantley has basically what they're saying is a mild Liz Frank injury. A mild Liz Frank injury. Jay Gruden's 
direct quote via Redskins PR is, quote, yeah, he hurt his foot. It's hopefully not serious, not any torn ligaments or anything like that. He landed on his foot. It's a mild Liz Frank type thing. He'll be fine. Now, that's all positive. He'll be fine is a positive thing. Clearly, if Jay Gruden is being completely transparent here, they already know that there's no torn ligaments uh, in the foot. However, you do have to kind of wonder, A, how much of the preseason this is going to cost him, and probably my guess would be it's going to cost him much, if not all, but that's just a guess. Number two, for a 300-plus-pound man in cleats who needs elite burst and get-off, and that is what Caleb Brantley brings, you do have to kind of wonder, like, is there going to be a problem if he comes back too soon? Meaning, this injury happened, obviously, Saturday, say. If he comes back for week one, is that too soon? I don't know. Jonathan Allen has a had a Liz Frank foot fracture, And he was basically ready to go at the end of his rookie year if the Redskins needed him, but they decided to hold him off. They decided to hold him off, which probably gave him the right amount of time because their season was over. They weren't going to make the playoffs. They knew that with a couple of weeks to go in the 2017 season. So they were able to shut him down. There was no reason to bring him back. Here, you have a mildless Frank sprain, fracture, whatever, and you have the entire season in front of you. And not that Caleb Brantley is the most important player, but he is an important role player. He is an important depth piece. And if something happens to Matt Ioannidis, something happens to Deron Payne, or even something happens to Jonathan Allen, well, Deron Payne might be a little bit of a different story because that would probably be Tim Settle more than, um, you know, more than Caleb Brantley. But if something happens to Matt Ioannidis or if something happens to Jonathan Allen, the number one person up in that spot, I would think, is Caleb Brantley, right? I mean, so... The question is, is if he's not ready to go, if he's not healthy, when they cut down to 53, he can't go on preseason pub. So basically they would either have to carry him on the field, on the roster, on the 53, or they would have to waive him and subject him to waivers. And that means they could lose him after they've developed him, after he's grown comfortable with the other guys. Jim Tomsula could not, possibly praise him anymore in early June when I last talked to Tom Sula. We played that audio for you. It's in one of the episodes. You just have to go back and find it. Jim Tom Sula loves this guy. And I don't believe everything every coach says. I believe what Jim Tom Sula says because he's real. He's honest. He's transparent. He's too real. He loves Caleb Brantley. And I'll tell you, I loved what I saw to Caleb Brantley in OTAs. When he gets cleared to return to the practice field, is he getting cleared because they know exactly that there's no damage elsewhere that can be done? Or are they getting cleared just because it's healed and he's not in pain anymore? That's the question. That's the issue. That's the problem. That's what we don't know. So, you know, I think it's a very, very, very 
concerning situation is how I would label it. Um, it seems like Jay Gruden is not that concerned. He said it's hopefully not serious, but then again, he also said not any torn ligaments or anything like that, which I took and I think everybody else took to mean like they already know that there's not any torn ligaments, meaning hopefully he's not saying it's hopefully not serious, not any torn ligaments or anything like that, meaning they don't know yet, and they're hoping it's not any torn ligaments. See, there's, again, some ambiguity in the language there, and this is why it's always tough to have a head football coach who's far, far, far from an expert delivering this kind of information because even for an experienced medical professional, there's still some ambiguity here. You hope that Jay Gruden is saying not any torn ligaments or anything like that because they already know. They already know that he doesn't have torn ligaments. And now it's just a matter of pain, swelling, treatment, what have you, waiting the appropriate amount of time. And I'm not, I'm far from a doctor. But with this organization, you do have to be concerned that something else is going to happen down the line with this particular injury. You have no choice but to be concerned. That could happen in any organization, but especially this one. I'm concerned. Just telling you, I'm concerned. So whether you are or not, that's on you. I'm concerned. The other big injury from that was uh, revealed, I guess, on Sunday morning by Redskins head coach uh, Jay Gruden in Richmond to reporters uh, was on Adonis Alexander. Said he's got a quad injury. He'll be a couple of weeks, probably, end quote, is what Jay said. He's got a quad injury. He'll be a couple of weeks. Here's the problem. Adonis Alexander hasn't been able to stay on the field, get on the field, this particular offseason and this particular year so far, and it's really stunted his growth. i got to be honest with you. Like, you know, I'd love for them to find a way to keep him, but I don't know if they can. They're probably going to have to put him on practice squad if they can get him through waivers. And you'd hate to see them lose a guy like Adonis Alexander, but all in the same shot, he's not available to practice. He's not available to get better. He's not available to play in games, preseason or regular season. Now, again, right now it's just preseason. If he can play in that final preseason game, of August, I just don't know. I'm a little less worried about Adonis Alexander's injury, even though it could cost him a roster spot for the Redskins because they have pretty decent depth at corner. You have Fabian Moreau. You have Dominique rogers Cromartie, You have Jimmy Moreland. You have Josh Norman. You have Quentin Dunbar. You have Greg Stroman. Danny Johnson's on pup. It's not good for Adonis Alexander if he wants to make the roster. Now, again, they'll be able to get him through to the practice squad if he clears waivers. The problem is, is in order to clear waivers, he's got to be exposed to 31 other teams. And a team might be willing to take a chance based on the fact that he's a big guy. And he's got prototypical size for where the NFL started to go with the Richard Sherman types a couple of years ago, seven, eight years ago. So that's going to be interesting 
to kind of watch that. All right. It is Chris Russell with you right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 279, 279 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. When we come back, we will talk about Champ Bailey once again. uh, And also, we're going to get into the Redskin player on offense and the Redskin player on defense that you're most excited to see on Thursday night in Cleveland. Plus, how should the quarterback rotation go? and what might happen there. That's all still to come here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, it is episode number 279 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, thanks for being with us. Hope you had a great weekend. I'm your host, Chris Russell. You can always follow me at WrestleMania621 at WrestleMania621 is how you can follow, again, me. And you can follow the podcast on at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, uh, and make sure you keep up to date in that regard on everything that we are doing, because we're doing a lot. We're doing a lot. Uh, of course, support of Locked on Redskins comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Locked On at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off at Manscaped.com with the promo code Locked On. All right, so one thing I wanted to get to just quickly is Champ Bailey was inducted into the Hall of Fame. We talked about that on episode number 278. He was a little miffed at the Redskins. He did acknowledge the Redskins. Of course, the Redskins logo was up there uh, on the Hall of Fame stage and so on and so forth. He didn't talk much about the time that he had, you know, in Washington or anything like that. Uh, The most interesting thing I think that he said was – Uh, And I'm not directly quoting here. The best thing that could have happened to him was to get treated, uh, traded rather, to the Reds, uh, to to the, the best thing that could have happened to him in his career was to get traded to the Denver Broncos. The exact quote via around the NFL on NFL.com, quote, the best thing for my career happened in 2004. I was traded to the Denver Broncos. Now, listen. That's an indirect shot at the Washington Redskins, but I kind of look at it as that's more of a compliment to the Denver Broncos and more of, hey, you know what? The the Denver Broncos made him a Hall of Famer. The Redskins gave him his start. They gave him his birth, if you will, in the NFL. But the most important thing For Champ Bailey was engineering through his own frustration, and however that got done, his trade to the Denver Broncos. Even though he didn't win a Super Bowl with Denver, he did appear in a Super Bowl. And again, he made multiple Pro Bowls, and he was in the playoffs just about every year. Not every year, but just about every year. And he had chances. There's no doubt that he was in a better position 
a better position in Denver than he would have been here in Washington. Now, does that mean that things could never be repaired with Washington? Well, you know, again, I I think to some degree they're okay. You know, it's kind of like an uncomfortable existence. But he did say flat out the best thing that could have happened to him was to go from the Redskins to the Denver Broncos. If that's important to you, you know, okay. The other thing that I wanted to get to uh, here was this. In addition to the Adonis Alexander and in addition to the Caleb Brantley situation, Montez Sweat is also out of practice uh, for a little while here. We don't know exactly when he's going to return. He has a calf injury. I wouldn't expect him now, being that he's missed Thursday, Saturday, Sunday at practice. I probably wouldn't expect him to play in the preseason opener for the Washington Redskins. Um, and, you know, that's not the worst thing, I guess. That's not the worst thing. But it is a little bit, a little bit of a concern. It is a little bit of a concern that he's missing, you know, several days of practice and reps and all that stuff. I don't think it's a huge concern by any means at this point, and I'd rather them be cautious, but I think it's a little bit of a concern. Um... The other thing that I wanted to get to here is this, the quarterback situation. Jay Gruden, again, going into the first preseason game, puts literally nothing on this game. He said, quarterback, I think they've all done some really good things without a doubt, and they've all done some things that we've got to coach. That's just the way it is at the quarterback position. He said, Colt has the most experience in the system, which we all know, but he still hasn't played a whole lot. He hasn't taken a lot of reps. Last year was all about Alex Smith. The year before was all about Kirk Cousins and getting them ready. He never really worked with the starting team a whole lot. You know, he only played about a game and a half last year and never got reps for that because it was a short week and then he got hurt. So we've got to get him more reps. He said Case has all the reps, but he doesn't have much experience in the system. He's doing a nice job, and obviously Dwayne is a rookie. He said all three of them have shown flashes of being really good, and, you know, he goes on. All right, so with that, with that, he said, about the quarterback position in the preseason games, I'll probably break it up a little bit. Yeah, probably break it up. And basically, he said his decision-making process for determining a quarterback will be like, yeah, we'll just figure it out. Hey, you got the first quarter, you got the second quarter, you got the third, fourth quarter, you aren't playing. So the inference was that one quarterback is not going to play. I thought on Sunday morning initially that it would probably be Case Keenum playing a series or two as the starting quarterback, then Dwayne Haskins, no Colt McCoy, and then Josh Woodrum. And the reason why I said Colt McCoy, no Colt McCoy, is because he's got the most to lose from an injury perspective in that he's struggled to stay healthy. 
and he's the most comfortable with the system. But as I think about it, he hasn't had a lot of work. He hasn't had a lot of reps. He hasn't had a lot of playing time because of, again, injuries, both this offseason, last year, lack of practice time last year. As Jay mentioned, getting Alex Smith ready, getting Kirk Cousins ready in 2017. So he hasn't had a lot of reps. He certainly has not only in games, but he hasn't had a lot of reps in practice because he's always working with a backup unit and so on. Could that mean that Colt McCoy plays on Thursday? Could that mean that Case Keenum doesn't play? Well, how could you say that Colt McCoy should play when he's been in this system now for six or five-plus years, but just because he hasn't had a lot of reps in the offseason and in practice, but yet Case Keenum doesn't need the reps? That's weird. I think Case Keenum needs the reps. I think Colt McCoy arguably needs the reps. I think Dwayne Haskins needs the reps. I think, well, Josh Woodrum is just basically Josh Woodrum. And he's just round so that nothing happens to the three of those guys. But the bottom line is, is he's going to play the second half, if not more. The question is, is whether all three of the top guys should play and how they choose to use them. Again, I was originally leaning Case Keenum, a series or two, Dwayne Haskins, about a quarter, Josh Woodrum, the rest. But now it seems like Jay Gruden wants Colt McCoy to get game reps. So... Does Case Keenum not play and Josh Woodrum uh, and, and, and Colt McCoy plays, you know, the first quarter, the first couple of series? I, I don't know. We don't know. There's no way for us to know because they're going to hold it tight to the vest. Everybody's going to guess. What about this? What if Jay determines that Dwayne Haskins is not ready to play? in a real live football game with no offensive line and live tackling and live contact. What happens? That's a possibility. Wouldn't be a good sign, I can tell you that much, but that's a possibility. All right, it is the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us, episode number 279. I'm your host, Chris Russell. We have some breaking news uh, in the NFL, and it's big news, but not for the Washington Redskins. We'll have that for you when we return. And and we'll finish up with a player you're excited to see and a player you're not as excited to see, or a player you're excited to see, I should say, on offense and on defense. We'll do the player that you're most concerned about, alarmed about, in the next episode. Try and get my episodes uh, all straight here. This is 279 of LOR. Good to have you with us. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, it is episode number 279 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. So the breaking news on Sunday afternoon, we found out via Ian Rappaport of NFL Media and NFL Network that the Patriots and quarterback Tom Brady have agreed to terms on a contract extension. No details yet. Sounds like a short deal, says Rappaport, as you'd expect. So Tom Brady was going into the final year of his deal. Again, we don't know the money. We don't know the exact terms. But Tom Brady and the Patriots agreeing to terms on a contract extension. Good scoop there by Ian Rappaport. Meanwhile, for the Redskins, a player I'm excited to see on offense, Terry McLaurin. I think this guy's going to be better as a receiver than people realize. I think inside, outside, great speed, 4-3-5, smart, instinctual. Obviously, the familiarity with Dwayne Haskins. I think, to me... That's going to be the guy that I want. Look, I don't know if he's going to be as impressive as Cam Sims or even Kelvin Harmon or somebody like that, but that guy is going to be good. He's going to be a core A special teamer, and then on top of that, I think he's got a chance to be a good receiver. Again, inside-outside versatility and everything. The player on defense, I've talked about him a bunch, Casanova McKenzie. I think he's got really good bendability. I think he's got good speed off the edge. Uh, He was a little bit banged up. I think he should be able to play. Casanova McKenzie is the guy that I want to see. If you want to tweet me, you can. At WrestleMania621. At Locked Redskins. Your choices. Real quickly, my buddy Earl Forsey who has been a multiple-time guest here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. He says Montez Sweat, if he plays, and Dwayne Haskins. Again, I don't know if Montez Sweat is going to play. Um, Miles Morales says Terry McLaren, my choice, and Jimmy Moreland, cornerback who can play inside and outside. Alan Chapman says Landon Collins and Dwayne Haskins. I don't think Landon Collins is going to play. Got a bunch of other ones. Cam Sims, Jimmy Moreland from Neal, Darius Geis, Montez Sweat. I don't think either one of them is ultimately going to play. Montez Sweat, Darius Geis again. Cam Sims, Casanova McKenzie from Monte Christian. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 279. Thanks for being with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Again, make sure you check out Manscaped. And as well, make sure you check out all of the different partners that we have, like Bombas, the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. And don't forget, for every Bombas purchase, they donate a pair to someone in need. Find out more about what feet they dream about at bombas.com slash lock today. Get 20% off at bombas.com slash locked. And don't forget about Blue Chew as well, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.